Hey, this is Madeline. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to your Lucky You're Cute. Welcome to the show. I am having the most hectic day ever today. It's literally only new. So I think it actually started last night. I was babysitting until 12, which is late for me. I know that's not late to other people, but like I'm a 10 o'clock in bed girly. So midnight is a lot. And then I had to be up at 7 a.m. again because my dog wakes me up at 7 to go out. Mm -hmm. Up at 7, I had to meet, went back to bed for like an hour, up at 8 to go meet my chiropractor at 9. Great guy. Love him. From 9 to 10. Then I went home at 10 and I was like chilling with my mom from like 10 to like 9.40 or 10.40. And then I checked my phone and there's a text message saying like, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late. I'll see you soon. 10 minutes ago. I'm like... Who am I supposed to be meeting 10 minutes oh, no. ago that That's is the running worst. late? And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, I'm supposed to have puppy class today with my dog's trainer. And I'm now later than this person who's late. Thank God they text me. Otherwise, like, I really would not have shown up. Right. Also, luckily, I was at my parents' house and not where I normally live because it was closer. It was only 15 minutes away. So I texted her and I was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm 15 minutes behind. I'll be there soon. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll be there in 15. She's like, okay, no problem. So I, like, rushed to get my dog all packed up in the car and drive over there. I was, like, fast. Like, I was a maniac driving. I do not recommend oh that. God. But I was, like, I cannot be late to this. Like, that's so bad. That'll be, like, a whole 25 minutes late after when we were supposed to start. I know it's Christmas and stuff. But, like, being late is such a pet peeve for me. Like, my time is yeah. so valuable that I hate being the person that messes up other people's schedule. Right. Yeah, you're very punctual, I must say. Thank you. So... I get the dog. We do our little class. I come back. I have my lunch. I was supposed to get ready because I have a party this afternoon that I'm going mm-hmm. to. As you can see, I'm not ready. <laughs> what kind of party are we talking? Just like a little like hangout situation. Yeah. Wow. Um, You've lived a lot of life this morning already. We, I, I have. And tomorrow I was like planning it all week. I was like, Sunday, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to have, like, a rot day. I'm going to plan a workout in the morning with one of my friends, and then I can feel good about laying on my couch for the rest of the day. That was my plan. Then I get called to do a tour for a wedding venue. Uh Like, I need the money. It's Christmas time. Like, I'll do a tour. Right. Then I get a call from my dog's trainer saying that she wants to do a second session then in the afternoon. What time can I meet her? I was like, you know what? I've got a tour at 2, or I've got a tour at 12. I can be there from... 12 to 1, I'll come meet you at 3. Mm-hmm. That gives me like an hour to get there and back because they're like 30 minutes apart. Then I get another call from my wedding boss saying, can you give a second tour at 1 after your first tour? I'm like, no, I can't because then I need to start driving back for puppy class. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I could do one earlier at like before my other tour. Mm-hmm. So now I have workout, tour, second tour, then puppy class. Mm-hmm. On my lazy Sunday. That's not very lazy. It's not very lazy at all. I have four appointments. I don't want to do that on lazy Sunday. I I tried so hard to like schedule in a do nothing day and it just doesn't work out. You know, okay, but at least you're going to make some extra cash. I know. And my dog's going to be super well trained. And you're going to get a nice little workout in. Going to get a workout in. Going to hang out with a friend. It's very productive, but I didn't want a productive Sunday. Right. That wasn't the vibe. I was like, granted, I will be getting a lot done, 
but I just wanted to rock. I wanted to put on sweatpants and a blanket and make hot chocolate and have boy toy cook for me while I play video games all afternoon. You wanted enrichment time in your enclosure. That's exactly what I wanted. In your enclosure. I think January is going to be a hibernation month for me. I am going on a trip to kick it off, and then I'm going to New York to visit you. But besides that, I don't want to leave my house. You're hibernating. I am hardcore hibernating. That's, like, me this weekend. I have, like, so, like, this, our recording today is, like, my only plan. Except for, well, actually, wait, I lied. I have plans later. But I'm going to um, Bryant Park Christmas Market with two of my friends, and then tomorrow a girl who might sublet my apartment is coming. But other than that, I'm rotting. I might go see a movie. Make, make meals. I might make myself some soup because I'm sick. Um, sorry if there are any, like, coughing fits throughout this. I do sound like a chain smoker right now because I'm sick. So I'm desperately trying to cure myself. I went to pick up, like, a 16-ounce cup of bone broth. This is not tea. This is bone broth. That's intense. Yeah, but it's really yummy, actually. How's the subletting going? Um, not well. I have one actual contender. Um, we were supposed to meet today, actually, at noon. She's supposed to come, but then she rescheduled to tomorrow. So, I don't know. Usually, that doesn't bode well. But, you know what? I've got another month to figure this out, so I'm not stressing too much right now. You'll figure it out. It'll work exactly. out. Exactly. It'll be fine. It, like, it always works itself out. Even, like, worst case, I go and I don't have anyone for, like, I'm, like I have to pay, like, out of pocket for a month. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. Anything else new? Hmm. Honestly, like, nothing. Oh, I guess the only semi-shameful thing to report is that I did get boy toy a Christmas gift. I actually got him two Christmas gifts. I got him Christmas presents too. I know. It's so shameful, but we at least we admit it. We admit it. I am the first to know that it's shameful. Like, I brought it to him last night, and there was a look of pure shame on my face. See, I think, see, my problem now is he went shopping yesterday. He's like, I got you a few things for Christmas. I was like, a few things? I said I was getting you something small. Oh, that's so sweet, though. So when you say you got me a few things now, it's like, not only am I getting you a Christmas gift that I shouldn't be getting you, I'm now giving you, like, what if he gets me a nicer gift that I get him? Because I was like, I can't, like, go all out on the Christmas gifts because, like, we need to reserve that for, like, full-on boyfriend. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like he's going all out on the Christmas gifts. Okay, maybe he isn't. Maybe it's a boy version of all out. So maybe things will be okay. That's why I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I really like presents. So like, that'd be pretty cool. But also like, that's stressful. That's so sweet though. I know. Have you given him your gift yet? Are you going to wait? I'm going to wait. We're hanging out the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve. Oh, okay. Okay. What are you guys doing? We're going to build some Christmas houses. Oh, gingerbread houses? Gingerbread houses with the fam. Wait, really? Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm really scared for us both. Oh, my goodness. I told him this week that you called me and said you did something bad and that you bought your boy toy, his cereal, and kept it stocked at his house. Uh And I told you that I was always being bad because I kept boy toys spicy water, sparkling water stocked for him in my fridge and that we were both just you know 
not following the rules is what we're doing. No, this is like actually really a dangerous game that we're playing. Yeah. And it's like starting to really freak me out, like unsettle me deeply. <laughs> I knew like, the fact I, that I pulled him back. I'm like, he's, she, he's like, oh, she likes him. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. This is like so inconvenient. <laughs> I told him that too last night. I was like, it's so inconvenient that I like you this much. It's like truly a real inconvenience in my life. <laughs> Well, also, we were saying that you and I have always wanted to be at the same, like, relationship stage at the same time. Like, one of us is a boyfriend, one of us is a single, one of us is a single, one of us is a boyfriend. I think the universe took that and said, let's play a prank on them. This is not what we, we meant, damn it. This is not <laughs> what we meant. This isn't what I asked for. Oh, my God. It's, is, it's, oh. it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Every that's, all, day. that's what I have to report. Is Every getting- day it is getting worse. We're just girl. Like, there's only so much of this we can take. And I was like, he made a comment to me this week. He's like, stop trying so hard. I was like, this is me not trying. This is me trying not to try. No, literally me too. I'm starting to become annoying. (laughs) Like, (laughs) literally this morning, we didn't get into an argument. Like, he doesn't, well, I was just annoyed at him because, so we like went to bed really late last night because we went to dinner and then like came home and like watched a movie and stuff. We went to, like, a late dinner, like, your nightmare dinner time. We went to, like, a 9.30 dinner. <gasps> I know. And then we got dessert and I came home. So it was, like, a late night. And the plan was that we were going to wake up and go to breakfast before I came here to record. Because you know I'm a breakfast girly. I love waking up with someone in the morning and going to get breakfast or coffee. Like, to me, that is, like, my dream day. You know I'm easy to please. I like getting up, throwing sweatpants on with someone, and going. That was the plan. Then late last night, he was, like, it's so late. Like, I don't know if we're going to have time for breakfast. And I was like, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, I'd rather sleep more too because we didn't expect to go to sleep that late. And then this morning, I'm, like, getting ready to leave. He's still, like, asleep. And I'm, like, tapping on him, right, because I have to go. I'm, like, tapping on him. I'm like, do you want to go get coffee with me? And he's like, I will if you want me to. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) He meant that. like, He meant it, like, if it's important to you, I'll do it because he was so tired. But, like, I was like. No, no, I know how he meant it. And still, it was, like, but, but, but it's like three blocks away. <laughs> we had plans and you were looking forward to it. And I was looking forward to it. And I know it's a small little thing, not the big of a deal. And he's had a, he's had like a very busy week, no sleep. That being said, I left it. I was like, and I had to go get my, my measly bone broth all by myself. That's really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So. I told him, and he was like, uh, we talked about it, whatever. Not that big of a deal. Communication. But, la, la, yeah, la. we communicated or whatever. But it, it's just, like, annoying that it's getting to the point where, like, normally, there's, like, no part. Like, I could not leave a man's house sooner. Like, I would be out. My eyes would open. I'd be out. I would not want to stick around for chit-chat. I'd be like, I'm leaving. I'm so excited to get my coffee by myself. It's annoying that I want him to come with, like, that I'm at that stage where I'm, like, annoyed if he doesn't do something with me. Yesterday I was working from home, and I get a text from Boy Toy. He's like, are you hungry? Mm. I'm like, yeah, have you met me? I'm always hungry. He's like, great, I'll be over in an hour with food. <laughs> he brought me over lunch on my work from home day, and we had a little lunch. Oh, wait, that's so cute. What did he bring you? He brought me Shake Shack. Oh, love. A, a burger. A burger and chicken nuggets. Oh, my God. You love your nugs. 
I love Minogue's. And tomorrow he's going to so put up my TV for me. I keep hearing about this TV being mounted. Keep saying push back. It was a hectic week. He said, <laughs> and he, I think he also didn't realize how big a TV I got it because he saw it on a weeknight and he's like, looks at it. He's like, that's a weekend project. I was like, fair enough. Yeah. That's going to take like a few hours. I don't actually know how to mount a TV, but. This will be the first weekend he can actually do it because I got it the weekend before and then I was away last weekend. Oh, true. So I this forgot we've been spending so much time together. I know. It's because I'm clingy. I know you are. I like it. I'm clingy too. <laughs> Only to you though. <laughs> well, luckily we have someone else kind of to like project that onto a little bit. But again, dangerous game. You still get like way more text messages than he gets from me a day, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I FaceTimed him like a few nights ago because I was like, help me choose my outfit. And he was like napping, so we didn't actually FaceTime. But I was like, that was a big deal that I FaceTimed you because I FaceTimed no one except for Madeline and Zoe, <laughs> like my little sister. That is it. So if I like FaceTime you, that's a big deal. You know I, I hate FaceTiming. I don't think I've ever FaceTimed Boy Toy. That's fair. I feel like you guys see each other more than we do. my Boy Toy and I do. Because like that man is like so busy. I'm so busy. So like I feel like we see each other like once or twice a week. Actually, I think that's similar to us. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe so. I mean, this week it'll be three times, but that's like one a week without seeing him, and that was hard. Yeah. For both of us, you know. We went through withdrawals. Yeah. Oh, God. This is, like, actually really brutal to even, like, contemplate. Anyway, speaking of relationships. <laughs> we are back for part two of the Science of Happiness. Um... And last week, I think we left off talking about engagement and, like, how important that is when it comes to your happiness and the happiness of the people around you. And so I think that means that we are starting back off with relationships. Um, And essentially, a good relationship is kind of categorized by being authentically connected to other people and something that we call active, constructive responding. So that's like when you're in a conversation with someone that you're not super close to or you don't care for so, like too much, you're maybe not really listening to what they say. Like you're responding, but it's like, oh, cool. Or like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you can tell when it's not very like active or constructive. But in like a good relationship, it's categorized by like, active listening, active responding most of the time. Like I realize if you're tired, you're having a hard day, whatever, there are like exceptions, but a good relationship is mostly categorized by those kinds of interactions. Um, So basically when we are like bonding with other people, oxytocin is being released um, and yeah, it just helps us bond. It makes us feel a sense of connection to other people. Um, this is, like, kind of going around on TikTok. People are starting to talk about this more, how, like, women bond based off of, like, oxytocin, like, the hormone releasing in our bodies based on, like, intimacy and connection in men. It's, like, competition or something. I honestly never learned anything like that in my classes, so I can't speak to if that's actually true or not, but I do think it works based on a personal experience. And... Basically, 
when this hormone is released in our bodies, it like increases our facial recognition. It um, increases our happiness. It's just really good for us. So that's kind of like the hormonal signs of positive relationships. And one thing that I find really interesting is social social scientists have found that the happiest 10% of people, what sets them apart from the rest of the, the rest of people essentially is their positive relationships. Like the happiest 10% of people have really positive relationships. Um, and this means this is really, really important for your health and your happiness because it diminishes your physical reactions to stressful situations. So like your body might not, if you have someone to calm you or like even the thought of someone to like make you feel more at peace and comforted, then your body might not release as much cortisol. You won't be flooded with like stress as much and stress is like detrimental to your health. Um, people who have positive relationships, like they've found that if you have wounds, they heal two times as fast as people who don't have as positive of relationships, increases your resilience, your physical health, your neurological functioning, and like in general, just longevity. And I think this next thing is kind of interesting because it just reminds me of how life was during COVID. But there's a lot of research that shows that like face-to-face interactions, like in-person interactions lead to um, increased energy and focus like personally in your own life, which I always find like interesting because at least for me, like I tend to feel less focused and less like energy if I'm too social, but I'm sure there's like a, a threshold for that and like a, it's different for each person. And like kind of going off that, there's a lot of science that shows that social connections, like having friendships and stuff at work, predict individual earning behavior. So that's, I think that's like crazy. So like if you're a person that you're very social at work, you have more friends at work, you are more likely to make more money than your coworkers who stay themselves. Um, which I think goes against like the typical, at least for me, like my understanding sometimes is like, oh, people who really have their head down, they're working, they're on the grind all day long. My like... We are falling apart. We're literally falling apart right now, guys. Also, I'm, like, trying to, like, maintain my voice being, like, normal before I get into, like, a coughing fit. What I was going to say was that – okay, I forgot. Moving on. (laughs) Start back up. Moving on. Facebook reactions. Oh, earn more if you talk to people at work. Well, I was just saying that, like, my assumption – would be that if you're like if you really have your head down, and you're on the grind, and you're not think you're not like being chit chatty or whatever, you make more money, you'd be more successful. But it's interesting that science is actually like disproves that. Also, something that's really predictive of happiness is a strong family network. This is like especially the case in childhood. Like not having a strong or supportive family system leads to like a lot of or predisposes you to a lot of. Um, bad like health physical and emotional health outcomes obviously these are totally like reversible with like therapy and stuff like that like it isn't like a something that you can't control by any means but just people who have really positive family dynamics growing up just are more likely to be healthy which like makes sense from like a biological standpoint like we need our families with literally we would depend on them for survival uh, are you raising your hand? Yeah, this is a side note. Yes. 
Boy Toy told me he wants four to six kids. Six? I love children. I know you do. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've never met a guy who says that he would have six children or four. Every, every guy looks at me like I'm crazy when I say I want four. He's like, I, I look at you four. like you're crazy when you tell me you want he four. Said, six. And I was like, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can make that happen. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. Right? Okay. Back to this. That's You just brought up kids and I was like, <gasps> Kiddos? Oh, God. Baby. I want a baby. Just, just one. Just one. Just literally one. We can share it. One between the two of us. I'll take weekends. <laughs> and <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically, one thing to keep in mind when it comes to positive relationships is that in order to produce a positive relationship – like when you're talking about like one-on-one interactions or one-on-one relationships, the positive interactions that you have with this person need to outnumber the negative interactions. And I think that's an interesting thing to remember also from like a relationship standpoint. And then I think most people know about attachment theory. It's basically that like relation, romantic relationships and friendships should really be about attachment and security. Like you must have attachments with people who make you feel safe, secure, and loved. We're not going to go into like the ins and outs of attachment theory. Frankly, we'd be here all day and we could, I mean, we should do a whole different episode on this. Um, So I think it's interesting, but not going to get on that soapbox right now. Well, I just think it's important to remember that like humans are animals and they're pack animals. And so you need a, a solid pack. That is true. I um, was at my friend Tiffany's apartment like last week and we were just, you know, we were like just being girls. Like we watched Harry Potter. We made a cocktail. We talked about like, we like talked about sex. We talked about tampa, like tampon. <laughs> like literally the most like girl, stereotype girl conversations that you would imagine funny. in like an SNL skit. That was us. And eventually we started reading her book that's about like attachment theory because we all study psychology what else are girlies going to talk about <laughs> and I was like oh like they're like do you think how, like what kind of attachment style do you think you have and I was like oh secure like I was like I really think I used to be really anxiously attached but like now like I think I'm secure I take this test I'm like a hundred percent avoidant attached and I was like oh cool 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 didn't need to know that I really thought I was like I'm fine I'm safe she's grown so that was a fun little thing to learn when we were taking this class and I took that quiz that we had to take to figure out our attachment, I got secure attachment when I was in the most insecure attached relationship of my life. That is so interesting. And then after the fact, I was like, Madeline, that was a whole lie to yourself. That was so insecure. And yet you filled it out as a secure attachment. I was major delusional. <laughs> I kind of respect it, though. <laughs> like, we were just living, breathing the delusion. And that's Okay. But you know and what? That's okay. So I'd be curious to take it now and to see where I'm at. I don't know if I'm avoidant or if I'm secure. You should. I my results were like it's like tallies, I think, and I think it was like ten tally points were avoidant, like three were secure, and like four were anxious. Which I was like, oh my god. Part of me was like, what has this all been for? <laughs> like I thought I was better than this. 
Mm, I mean, if we really think about it, Abby, that kind of makes sense it, now. Oh, it makes so much sense. I'm so avoidant. I think because I just don't give a fuck, that means I'm secure, but that means I'm so avoidant. <laughs> I literally had to sit in this. Tiffany, Allie, and I, we were like, <laughs> like, the girl was too stunned to speak. And Tiffany was like, no, that makes sense for you. And I was like, yeah, it does. I feel like in conclusion, we talk a big game, but we do not have our lives together. Yeah, we do talk a big game, though. We do. <sighs> I'm going to say, God. Okay, so I think that's like kind of a, a good foundation for relationships. Another thing that we think about when like we think about happiness that's really important is mindset and plasticity. So scientists like used to think that your brain, your thought process is like it's the same. Like you're never going to change. That's how you think. That's how you behave. You're even like things like your your intelligence, those things are all always going to be at that same level. But that's actually not the case at all. Like our brains, we they, we have so much plasticity. So like we can always learn new things. We can always um, pick up new habits and stuff like that. And I know that sounds obvious, but it's a really, really important thing. If you're someone who's like always stuck in your ways and stuck in a certain thinking pattern that is really, that's really unhealthy. And this kind of goes along with habits. Like one analogy that we always use in psychology is a sled analogy. And that's kind of like when you go down this, so imagine yourself going down this snowy hill on a sled, every single time you're going to make a track. And the more you make this track, the more it's going to be easier to easy to follow this track. It's really difficult to change this track the more you've built, you've gone down this tra- track more and more and more. But you can do it. You can change the track. It just like the more you've done it, the more effort it takes to change it. And it, yeah, it's just really hard to change habits. But um, a social psychologist said once that humans are just giant bundles of habits. And I think that is like so true. Um, we are all like products of the patterns that we repeat every single day. And I think that it's really important when we are like going through our lives to realize that even if we have very set like worldviews or ways of thinking or habits, if they aren't serving us, it would be difficult to change, but we can do it. And I think that the the happiest people are people who are willing to do that. The next thing that I think you're really good at, and I think we're both really good at, but like you specifically stand out to me with this, is like you're really good at savoring happiness, I think. Um, The like first example I can think of, like personal example, is like Madeline came to visit me in Paris after her breakup of like, what, like three years, four years? Three and a half years. Yeah. And she came to visit me in Paris after this. And, like, you were so heartbroken. And we were doing this, like, TikTok trend where it's, like, oh, like, which friend is more outgoing? And then you point, like, which friend is, like, the social butterfly? Like, that. And one of the questions was, who is more heartbroken? And we both pointed at Madeline. And then the next question was, who's happier? And we both pointed at Madeline again. Like, it's, like, it made no sense. But that it made at, no sense. felt right in the moment. I, I was really happy. I was so devastated at the same time. Yeah, like it, it makes no sense, but it's important. I think that's just such a good example because it's like the people who are happiest in life allow themselves to feel really sad and really devastated and let down by things, but don't allow it to completely impact their worldview and experiences. 
Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. I don't yeah. know. Like, don't be so sad that you can't appreciate the things that are making you happy. Because chances are, except in like extreme circumstances, there is still going to be some part of your life that's still happy and together. Even if one part of it is falling apart, just like you got other things going for you, you know? Like at exactly. that point, I felt like so betrayed, so heartbroken, so depressed. But I was traveling in a foreign country mm-hmm. with my best friends, had like such a good support system around me, was feeling so independent, was feeling so like pretty in that time. Like mm-hmm. I just loved my clothes, loved how I looked, was really confident in myself, but also just like devastated. <laughs> yeah. And those two things can exist at once. I think that's like exactly what we're talking about. I think there's that we tell ourselves, I'm so guilty of this a lot of the time. I am so guilty of waking up in the morning sometimes and being like, I'm, this is a good day or it's a bad day. Yeah. I and I think that's a horrible way of thinking because the truth is you can have things go so wrong in your day and some things go so great in your day. And if, if you focus on the things that go poorly, you're always going to have black and white like thinking patterns and that's just not good for you. I saw a TikTok that said, don't let something that happens to you at 7 a.m. 7 p.m. Like, yeah. You're like allowed to restart your day at any point in the day. Like you could have a bad morning, but that doesn't mean you're going to have a bad day. You can have a good afternoon and a bad morning. Mm-hmm. Restart, reset at any point. Don't drag something that went wrong into every other aspect of your day. Yeah. I could not agree more. I think it's once you kind of like start, stop that thinking habit of things being either good or bad in nature, then that's kind of when you can actually like start enjoying life. Like even like I'm not feeling too good today. And when I woke up, I was kind of like, um, like I was like, oh God, my throat hurts. I was like being kind of negative. And then I was like, wait, like I have been wanting to lay in bed and rot for weeks. I've not had time. This is telling, this is my body telling me, girl, go get in bed, watch a movie, make yourself some tea. Like, even if that's not how I wanted to spend my weekend necessarily, you just kind of have to think of, like, kind of make the most of where you're at. Agreed. And I think that's, like, savoring. And going off of that, like, what's – we talk something that we talk about is really, that's really important that has to do with savoring is, like, finding meaning in your life. And I think when people think of this, most people think, like, oh, like – to find meaning is to like get my dream career instantly or something like that. Like I have a, every part of my life is perfect. I have the perfect relationship. I have the perfect career. I have the perfect family life, blah, blah. That's not the case whatsoever. So what this really is encompassed is by, it's really like one big aspect of this is comprehension or like significance. So like this essentially encompasses people's ability to find patterns and consistency and significance in the many events and experiences in their lives. Not just the positive ones, but like finding the significance in all experiences in your life. Um, And going off of that, their ability to distinguish the most salient, important, and motivating factors of these experiences. So again, like, you go through a horrible breakup. It's horrible. It's devastating. But not just letting that be like some boohoo tragic story in your life, which like we all like being like, I like when I went through my breakup, I threw myself like a two month long pity party. 
And while it was like kind of necessary for me at the time, and I'm not at all saying like, don't be sad, push your feelings away because I'm a big believer in like really feel your feelings. But more what I'm saying is like happy people are able to find meaning in these experiences. So like, I know for us, some of the meanings that we found is we were like, look, like, am I really devastated? Yes. Did I also learn like needs that I have for another relationship going forward? Yeah. Like we were able to find meaning and I was able to, I recognized, I was very cognizant of the fact that I was reconnecting with my friends and like doing more things and traveling. And I think that's very important. Also kind of going off of this is like, I always like, I'm hesitant to talk about this because I feel like it's always misinterpreted, but it is really important to have like a purpose in life. So basically like a central self-organizing life aim, but it doesn't need to be the same throughout your whole life. Like you can, you're allowed to change and shift and keep reinventing yourself and redefining yourself and finding new aims for new chapters of your life. But I think this just has to do with fulfillment. Like purpose is a predominant theme, a predominant part of someone's identity. Like I don't know how much of you can feel your true identity without one. Um, this is essentially something that is like self-organizing in that it provides like a framework for your behavior patterns and your like day-to-day life. And this is really good because it promotes optimism and like helps you achieve your goals. But again, like these, this like purpose, quote unquote purpose, it can be as big or small as you want it to be. It doesn't need to be like solve world hunger. It doesn't eat, even need to be your dream job. Like it, it can be totally, it, it can be something that you consider quite small, but that's like it's big in your own way, you know? Um, I got asked this in a job interview when mm-hmm. I was of like what is your life purpose like it wasn't like a serious question it's more of like a conversation question it's not like answer this wrong and you're not gonna get the job it's just more like trying to get to know you and what you value and I said that my life purpose was to spread joy and I still believe that and you know it's not something that I feel like I do every day you know I definitely have my bad days and I'll mm-hmm. I'll take it out on other people whether I you know try not to but it happens mm-hmm. but overall I definitely feel like when I'm increasing the joy in other people's lives, I feel better. And I want to continue to do more of that. And each day I'm striving to increase the ways in which I add joy to the world. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like it doesn't need to be like become a doctor or like a heart surgeon. Like it can be something that is just so unique to you and your personality that you like wouldn't be you without. Like something that helps you wake up in the morning. I think, like, mine would be – there are two things that come to mind. The first is, like, I think my life's aim, honestly, is to collect stories. I know it sounds so weird, but I really think that part of my life aim is to just experience everything and have, like, a long list of stories that I can tell. And then the other one I think is, like – I don't know if it's my life's purpose so much as, like, a belief that I have, but I think it's, like, leave everyone better than you found them is something – that I believe in strongly. Like, I don't think that. Yeah. I feel like mine's yeah. similar. But you yeah. are the core of our friendship. Yeah, friends. it is. Like, <laughs> I know as sad as it makes me, I know that not everyone that means something to me is going to be in my life forever. 
I, and I can't control that. I can't control who comes and goes in my life as long as, like, I'm being nice and supportive and, like, a good friend, a good partner, whatever. But what I can control is, like, leaving people better than I find them. So even when it comes to, like, relationships, like, if something ends and it's really brutal, like, I – it's important to me to be the kind of person that made a positive impact on someone's life. Even if it's devastating to lose me and it's devastating for me to lose someone, that overall I positively impacted someone's thinking patterns, their worldview, their feelings of themselves. Like, that is I what I think is, like, my – one of my life's aims. I definitely – really like it when I call one of my friends and like they're having a bad day and like we talk through it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so glad I talked to you today. I feel so much better. Like yeah. that really makes me happy that mm-hmm. I could be the thing that takes them out of this funk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's also my hope for this podcast is that it's gonna speak to somebody and they'll connect with it and maybe they'll take some stuff, leave some others, take what suits you. And I'm hoping that it does improve your life even in a tidy way that's that's my personal goal yeah even if you're like in a funk and you're like getting on the subway and you're just like having a yeah. bad day and like something to make you like laugh or like be like wait like I don't know reflect that's like even just in a small way that's like our our goal exactly um yeah so I guess like it's something to take away from this is like ask yourself your meanings, like what's important to you. I think that's a really important thing to consistently ask, ask yourself in your life at each stage of your life. Like what is really important to me right now? What do I want to prioritize? What am I willing to make sacrifices for? And like most importantly, like what is making me happy and what's not? Um, and another one would be like what we were just talking about, like your purpose, what's your life aim? And again, you don't need just one and, and they may not be what you think Maybe it's your life aim isn't to be a heart surgeon, but maybe it's to be a kind person who contributes to the well-being of others. Maybe your life aim is to explore. Maybe your life aim is to make people laugh. Like, it can be absolutely anything you want it to be. Yay. This went well. Should we end out the season then now? I, wow, I guess we should. That's, like, so weird. Whoa. I'm having a moment. This is weird. We've been doing this for like a year. I'm so proud of us. Me too. Yeah, guys, like not to get too sappy, <laughs> but my life's aim is also to be the sappy. Like I'm a little, like I'm such a corny person. So I'm just going to like, like we started this like a year ago and we don't, I wouldn't say, like, we have, like, expectations. Like, we really enjoy just, like, talking to our people. Like, we know we have our people, like, take us or leave us kind of thing. But we are, like, really, really grateful to the people who, like, have consistently listened to our podcast over the last year. Like, every single week we sit down and we do this. And it, like, really makes us feel good. Like, we enjoy doing it. So, yeah. Like, we love talking to you guys every single week and oversharing, frankly. (laughs) I think this will be fun to look back on in like a few years and be like, oh my God, the things I said when I was in my, I was 24 and 23. And I know. I'm like scared. Of- <laughs> I hope it ages well. You know, I, I hope it ages well too. That's I always something to pull out of like 
dust it like dust it off like years from now and they're like you said this one thing on a podcast i know like on twitter there's like a there's like a, a clip of one like something that one of us said that was so out of pocket oh my gosh well i hope uh, made you guys smile this whole year i hope we entertained you and connected with you mm-hmm. and that you guys are liking it so far and we're we're coming back for season two i think we're gonna take a break until valentine's day we'll be coming back tradition is tradition there might be a few surprises in between now and then so you know keep keep posted you won't be we won't be leaving you hanging for too long but valentine's day will be our official relaunch of season two Mm -hmm. and in the meantime have a Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, we'll have see you. a happy new year. And we'll see you next year. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.